So hello everybody, welcome to the podcast, The Clueless Doctor, and as always, this is your host, Sankopa Chakma. In this episode, I will be talking about intercellular junctions. So intercellular junctions are nothing but junctions between adjacent cells, and they serve a variety of purposes. So broadly speaking, they can be categorized into anchoring junctions, then tight junctions and gap junctions. So anchoring junctions can once again be subdivided into adherence junctions and desmosomes. Adherence junctions, they are composed of special transmembrane proteins called cadherins. And there are a bunch of different kinds of cadherins depending on the type of cell where they are present. So we have P cadherin, which is present in placental cells, E cadherin present in endothelial cells, I guess, and N cadherin present in nervous cells. So the so the cadherins they form the adherence junctions and they really bind the adjacent cells together. So they are present in those tissues or cells which have to resist a lot of mechanical stress like muscle fibers, muscle cells, and skin. Now, of course, there are different kinds of cadherins. Once again, there are probably 100 different types of cadherins, and it's not possible to go through all of them. So different combinations of different cadherins offer selectivity and more variety in their function. Next, coming to desmosomes. So desmosomes are, are pretty similar to adherence junctions, but the only difference is that you know, well, yeah, one thing that I didn't mention about the adherence junction is that so so they bind to one another, the cadherins, they bind to one another on the outside adjacent cells, but on the inner cytoplasmic side, they also bind to the cytoskeleton. In my last episode, I talked about the cytoskeleton. So the cadherins, they bind to the actin part of the cytoskeleton, whereas the desmosomes, they, they also serve a very similar function to the adherence junctions, but they actually bind to the intermediate filaments, cytoskeleton, on the inside. So that you can say is the main um, difference between them and also the way they form the, they, they form the connections or the, the, all the anchoring between cells is a bit different. So if, in the case of adherence junctions, they kind of form a belt around the cell Whereas the desmosomes are much more kind of random at different intervals in the cells or tissues. And desmosomes are not composed of cadherins. They are composed of other special proteins called desmoglanes and desmocolin. And once again, there are different kinds of, there are different subtypes of desmoglain and desmocolin. Particularly desmoglain 1 is found in the upper layer of the skin and desmoglain 3 found in the lower basal layer of the skin. So just like adherence junctions, desmosomes also are present in those cells like muscles and skin where the, where the tissues have to resist a lot of mechanical stress. Then coming to the next type of intercellular junction is the tight junction. So tight junctions, as the name suggests, they form very, very tight, tight junctions or, or sort of connections with sort of wrap, sort of wrapping around adjacent cells. So they, their purpose is to not allow any substances to pass through. And this is particularly necessary in, in tissues or 
you know, in tissues like the epithelium. So the epithelium is the lining which lines pretty much every surface of our body, whether that be the skin or the inside of the gastrointestinal tract, the lungs, the, the, the bronchi. So, so wherever there's a surface, there is epithelium. And then the epithelium, it tries to, you know, like um, compartmentalize the external, what's, what's inside from the outside. So as you can imagine, that's where the tight junctions come into place. And also another area where tight junctions are present is, is the blood-brain barrier. So the blood-brain barrier actually prevents a lot of substances in the blood to directly pass into the brain. And this is actually pretty important because in, in conditions like, say, meningitis or other, other conditions, the blood-brain barrier might be compromised. So that's about the functions of um, tight junctions. But what are tight junctions made up of? So they're, they, once again, they're made up of different constituent proteins, and these proteins can be classified into claudins, occludin, and junctional adhesion molecules. And all of them, they have kind of nuanced or specific functions. So while, while all of them allow, like, and although the tight junctions are called tight because they don't allow many substances to pass through, but they do allow some substances to pass through. For example, you know, the brain, it needs glucose, right? So the glucose in the blood has to go to the brain. So, so the blood-brain barrier allows the passage of glucose. So, so this, per this permeability is kind of regulated and maintained by all these three different proteins. And... Um, to, to be more to be more specific, the the functions of each of these proteins. So claudins they 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 form the backbone of the tight junction, whereas whereas um occludins they I I, I guess they they also do pretty much the same. They form strands I guess, and they make the junction more much tighter, and then junctional addition molecules so so they are kind of a bit different because they also allow a lot of substances to stick to them so as we will see maybe in the next episode i will be talking about this cell cell to cell addition molecules so a lot, a lot of these molecules like integrins can actually bind to the junctional addition molecule part of tight junctions and so that's tight junctions and the the last type of intercellular junction is the gap junction so they are gap junctions you know they they actually they're very unique in the from the previous two because unlike them gap junctions actually allow a very very fluid interexchange of substances through different cells so because this is required in in, in some tissues for example the heart muscle and also in some neurons so the heart muscle, I mean, it is divided into two chambers, you know, atria and ventricles. So the whole atria actually acts as a single pump, as a single muscle, syncytium we call it. And so when, so when one part of the atrium gets stimulated, then the rest of the muscle fibers also contract almost instantaneously. And that is made possible due to these gap junctions. So the gap junctions, they form connections, fluid connections between the different cardiac muscle fibers, and they allow the exchange of ions to pass 
from one cell to another very seamlessly. And likewise in the neurons, so they also require the exchange of these different electrical ions and so tight and so they are present gap junctions are present in neurons as well now what are the constituents of gap junctions so gap junctions they are formed of um they are formed of con connexons so connexons are the are the proteins or the transmembrane proteins which kind of link to one another so we can think of them as kind of cylindrical structures sort of like pipes so when so when these two when these two connexon pipes kind of you know attach to one another they connect the different cells and the connexon itself can be made up of different um it, it is made up of connexins so connexins are the individual proteins which make up the connexon and so six connexins have to come together to form a connexon and there are different combinations of these connex connexins you know like for example connexin 43 is present in the cardiac muscle whereas connexin 26 is present in the inner ear in the inner ear cells so so uh, so these are the intercellular junctions and they are very important and in if they don't work properly they can actually lead to a variety of diseases like alzheimer's disease i guess parkinson's disease so it is very important that they are maintained appropriately and and yeah so just to sum it up i i know i i talked a bunch of terms and if you are not familiar with this with this topic beforehand it might seem a bit overwhelming but um i think whatever i've said is a bit it's, it's still kind of basic and very essential to know so yeah that's intercellular junctions for you they are just um junctions which connect adjacent cells and depending on the type they allow you know, cells to communicate with one another or or prevent substances from entering the cell so and they are of three main types that is the anchoring junctions which constitute adherence junctions and desmosomes the tight junctions which do not allow which allow very limited substances to pass through and they are present in the brain and epithelium and lastly there are the gap junctions which are which allow pretty much everything to flow through them so that's it for this episode and i don't want to talk in more detail because that would be really protracted and probably unnecessarily complicated so that's it for this episode i hope you took something from this and i'll catch you next time bye bye